0: two kickers are extra i give them the Oh, going for two sit back relax while i grab me a brew Ooh. now i'm reclining while putting my time and i'm ready to go my spine are lining and much more, my lineups my bank account grow i am so rich but knowledge is all that i'm leaving it with Ooh. listen to this multiple options how far can i get oh dfs dynasty reader tonight i'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all play, I'm looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or cave in the bottom or hitting that top and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the young yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 292 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. We are live here on the Going for Two Live Podcast Network every Wednesday and Friday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Syndicated in all major podcast networks. Uh, If you are on Twitter, you'll read a little scroller down the bottom there. We cannot see your comments in the chat roll, so go find us on YouTube at youtube.com backslash going for two live. That way you can comment on the show, ask us some questions if you need to. Uh, Let me introduce my two co-hosts. First up, we got Mr. Tim Strobel. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Keto keto DFS. What's up, Tim?
2: Oh, man. Ready for another week. Looking forward to week nine here. Ready to break it down with you, fellas.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also joining us here, he came in like uh, he came in like Michael Jordan. It was a countdown. It was like five, four, three, and then Gerson shows up right before we go hit the live button there. So what's up, Gerson?
3: Uh not much, man. I just had a long week at work, and I'm ready to just talk football, man. Now it's just like get ready for football. Yeah. That's sir. What I love.
1: Yeah, you know what's crazy is I almost forgot about the show tonight. I get home from work. I since it's a long ass day at work, I get home. I'm eating my cereal. I'm thinking it's Saturday. It feels like a Saturday for some reason for me. I'm eating my cereal. and I'm like, oh, shit, it's 1115. I got a show in like 15 minutes. So I rushed my ass downstairs real quick, got the studio set up. But yeah, that's kind of how my day's been going so far.
2: Yeah, the hour late show kind of messed me up, too. I was starting to like settle in and I was like, oh, shit, we got the show in 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, exactly. It kind of kind of threw us off. This hopefully will be our last late show of the year. Uh, my, my day job changes their hours tomorrow. We start closing at 9 instead of 10. So, so I'll be getting off a little earlier on Friday. So no more no more 1130 shows. All right, fellas, let's get into the Weekly Rewind. The Weekly Rewind.
3: Rewind. Rewind.
1: All right, one good, one bad, Gerson. What you got?
3: Yeah, my one good was obviously King Henry. Um, I, pound, I pounded a table for him everywhere. Um, I'm glad I convinced him to get on him. I just, it was just too easy. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the, there was like, what is it called? Uh, behind the scene, NFL.com, or the NFL pass, whatever they call it. They, Mike Brabo said, this is very simple. What we're going to do here is a game plan. We give the ball to Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, Derek Henry definitely was a beast as usual. What was your bad? My
3: bad? My bad was Van Jefferson. Um, I didn't count Van Jefferson all the way until Sunday morning. Though. And I'm still going to... I was on a Sunday show, so I have to... That's a my bad, you know? Like, So if you showed, showed up on Sunday, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. I was high <laughs> on him. But I don't know what the fuck he was doing, running wind... Oh, man. Running windprints out there. <laughs> but, yeah, I just... I was pissed off. I was watching the red zone. I don't even watch. I was just watching a Ram game. Like way easy, you know? And yeah, yeah, apparently he didn't even show up.
1: Yeah. So much for playing. Like, what do they say he didn't play? Like his, his full complement of snaps I think he ended up playing like not even half that. So yeah, definitely a, a miss there. What about you, Tim? One good, one bad. What you got?
2: Yeah. Good for me was Deandre Hopkins, right? He was my guy all week. He was my lock of the week. Uh, Playing our guys last week worked out well. Uh one guy that did not work out well for me was Chris Olave. Uh pretty a lot of people moved to Camara by Sunday. I stayed with Olave and that did not work out for me. So thankfully everybody else hit, so I still cashed.
1: Yeah, I my my one good was uh was Tyreek Hill. He was also my lock. So uh our goods were all our locks of the week last Tyreke week. Hill so we, we crushed it. Good. Yeah, we crushed the locks. Uh, my my bad, unfortunately, was Wandel Robinson. Uh, I thought I'd get cute, and I put him in my cash lineup, and he got me a whopping three point eight points, which basically killed my cash lineup. Luckily, I had Tua and I had Tyree Kill and a few other good calls that kind of saved me uh, in my cash lineup. But yeah, Wandel Robinson almost ruined my entire day. All right, let's get into the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, Gerson, you only have one guy in your elite tier there, so we'll let you talk about uh, the the man there.
3: Yeah, man, the man, Josh Allen, the stallion, right? Uh, averaging 30.1 points per game for draft team. Um, in 10 career games, as a favorite of 10-plus, which is what biggest 10-plus over like, you know, his favorite. He's averaging 24.9 draft team points per game, but he only exceeded 30 points in two of those games. so. I mean, well, that's kind of a downer. really is nah, not. I mean, if you can get 25 points out of a quarterback, it's pretty nice. But he is expensive. He is 8.5K, but he's the only quarterback that I think has the floor of 25 points, right? Yeah. So um, it's kind of crazy to say that a floor of 25 points, but that's what he's playing. He's playing like MVP level. Give me Josh Allen at his price. I'm going to stack him with Gabe Davis and Diggs and then. I'll figure out the rest because <laughs> it's expensive. Just like last week of the uh, what's called a dolphin stack.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. It's it's crazy, right? Yeah, watching. I love Allen this week. Yeah, watching the game last week and and right. sorry, sorry, uh, Tim, I gotta you know <laughs> bashing your team just a little right. bit, but they just made it look so easy. It was just like I was like they yeah. they're, they're just out there like playing street ball. It was just so easy for Josh Allen the way that he breathes the defenses. It's it's quite amazing. And eight point five, uh, he's definitely worth the worth paying up for. Uh, Tim, you got one guy there that neither, uh, oh, actually, uh, Gerson's got him in his mid tier, but go ahead and talk about Kyler Murray.
2: Yeah, this is a shout out to the Yeti Express, Jared. Uh says Kyler Murray week all week. And the more I look into it, man, I
1: think it's a great
2: play. Uh, and, on the surface, you're thinking, oh, last time these two teams played, it was 19 to 9. Uh, but I think both of these teams have gotten better since then. And I think this one's much more likely to be a shootout. So I think uh, some people are going to be a little scared off of it. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm going back to Hopkins again this week. So, of course, I'm going to be running his quarterback with him, Mr. Kyler Murray.
1: Yeah, definitely like Kyler Murray this week as well. Uh, so the other elite guy that I have in the elite tier is, uh, of course, Justin Herbert going up against Atlanta, 7.2. Uh, Atlanta, I think, is 30th DVOA versus the pass. Um, You know, we've seen, you know, everyone pretty much is that up the Atlanta Falcons at, you know, and Herbert will be no different. Now he's without his top two weapons—no Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. Uh, so it'll have to be a very interesting stack. Obviously, Eckler will still be there, so you have him as a stacking option. But you got some receivers that are going to be some values that we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, but Herbert versus Atlanta, to me, is a pretty much a slam dunk if you want to pay seven point two. He's cheaper than the guys we just talked about—two uh, hundred bucks cheaper than Murray, and obviously uh, almost uh, what thirteen hundred dollars cheaper than Allen. I think he has a similar yeah. similar ceiling to Allen, not quite the same floor, but similar ceiling. All right, let's move down into the mid-tier, Tim. What you got for your mid-tier? So I told you guys, nothing pains
2: me more than having to tout Vikings. Well, it may be this week having to tout the Packers. Because they're playing the Detroit Lions, and I just want to play every Packer. Uh, And I'm going to start with Mr. Aaron Rodgers, 12 himself. Uh, 5900 I think he's too cheap this week. He basically has everybody back. I mean, Randall Cobb, okay, he's not going to play, but like, al Lazard should play, Dub's, you know, Dobbs is going to play, Tunyon's going to play. Like, I think he's got his full complement. And I had this stat, in full games he's played against Detroit Lions last four, he's averaged 25-plus DraftKings points. So, I mean, he gives you a good floor, even though they've been throwing it a little bit less. I think they're going to throw it all over Detroit this week. If you guys are in the round table, you see a chart that I have. Detroit's defense is so bad, they had to have their own quadrant. It's like even the bad teams are better than how bad they are. They're easily the worst defense in the league, giving up over 420 yards a game. So just lock in your Packers this
4: week.
1: Yeah. All right, Gerson, what you got in your mid tier?
4: So I want to comment on this Green Bay game. Um,
3: I'm not on it, man. I'm out on Green Bay. Like, the thing is, Green Bay, they're going to run the ball in this game. That's how they're going to win this game. They want to get this win, and that's it. They don't really, it's not a game about getting Aaron Rodgers going. They already tried that. But in the game they won, they ran the ball. And obviously, Detroit's lines are a terrible defense, even through the pass or through the run, both ways. But the thing is, I know, I understand he scored 25 points per game, but he had Devontae Adams. He doesn't have Devontae Adam no more. He has uh, injury-prone Christian Watson. He has Alan Lazard. I don't – he's always – I to- honestly
2: don't think it matters. Not against yeah. the Detroit Lions. They play so much man defense that he's just going to look up, find the best matchup every time, and go to that guy. Right? Like, this isn't – I think they run the ball, but I think they dominate it. They're going to score 30-plus points in this game. They can't all, all come on the ground. Yeah, well, he's I mean, fifty nine hundred.
3: Yeah, well, fifty nine hundred is a great price, but the the thing I'm looking at is ownership. It's eleven percent. Uh, I'd rather have the field take that eleven percent, and it doesn't hit, then I'm a I'm I'm going leverage play. You know, yeah, I'm sure. going the opposite. But uh, hey, I'm not I'm not perfect, so don't you know? Tim, Tim's probably right. You know, yeah. the, the, the the chat, in the green was Tim. Yeah.
1: Look at that. The you Tim know, is then, you know, Scott is saying, "Boo this man." J- Jason's saying, <laughs> "Boo Gerson." <laughs> like
3: um. Anyway, so my mid-tier before I have my round green birthday. Um. Sorry. So we mentioned calamari. you, did you, did you get, go want to two Yeah,
1: talk about two. No, I did.
2: Go
3: ahead. Let me talk about. Yeah, you talk about your boy Yeah. Um, dude, I feel like I'm the Tua, uh biggest fan because every single time he comes on the slate, I talk about him and he smashes. And for a good reason, Tua ranked first when he finished an entire game, okay, guys? First in passer rating, QBR, yard per camp, uh, expected play at uh, EPA. What does EPA mean again, Jeff? I forgot. Expected, um,
2: expected points added.
4: Yes. Yeah, ex- expected yeah, points, added, yeah. points
3: added, yep. Yeah. Uh, this matchup, it looked, it looked bad, right? Like, it looked difficult. But since week four, the Bears are 24th in scheduled adjusted fantasy points to quarterback. Zach Prescott got just put up 26 points on them about a week ago. and um, four, four, four healthy starts, Tua has averaged 24.7 points per game, 345 yards per game. Uh, that's first overall. And the 24.7 is third overall. Uh, and she's basically always going to be a high-end quarterback, top five quarterback. Once, I mean... The weapon he has is totally unfair. Everybody yeah. saw it last week. There was no way you picked your poison. Well, guess what? Waddle's going to get touchdown. You know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be very, very high on Tua. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have only two quarterbacks this week. And it's the two quarterbacks I talked about already.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny because I gave that stat last week, right, with the 10 catches, 150 yards, and how Tyreek Hill was the leader in Dolphins history. Well, guess what? He just added to that because he did it again last week. Uh, he had, what, 12 catches and, and 188 yards. So uh, he's still the leader in that in that guard. So, yeah, I mean, two att- of got some weapons there for sure. Uh, Tim, you got one more guy in your mid-tier, then I'll talk about the two that I have.
2: Yeah, so this is a little bit stats and a little bit narrative. Uh, Kirk Cousins playing against the Washington Commanders. Um, I've played Vikings almost every week. Uh, their stacks have paid off for me every week that I've played them. They're terrible against wide receivers, and he's got great stacking options. And really, I think he just wants to beat down on the Commanders. Uh, I, I think that you know they could easily score 30-plus in this game. They're projected for 23, but I think it's going to go over that total and Kirk Cousins is going to make sure they win this game. So uh, I think that this is uh, just a good spot for him. I think he'll be a little bit lower owned, uh, but I, I love, we'll talk about it when we get the wide receivers, but I love, love, love Justin Jefferson this week. Yeah. And so I'm going to have a lot of Cousins stacks.
1: The only thing I will say, and I'm not going to poo-poo your call because I like Cousins as well, is – The Washington Commanders, the whole Washington area right now is so excited about this whole Dan Snyder thing, selling the team. Like, you have no idea. That's all the radio is talking (laughs) about. They are so hyped about it. I mean, I've never seen anybody so hyped about an owner possibly going to be out of the team. They hate Snyder here, so they'll be playing inspired football uh, just based on that. The crowd will be pretty crazy into it as well. Mm -hmm. But I do think Cousins is still a great play. 6.2, you mentioned his stacking options are great. So I, I still like that play. Uh, yeah, the I'm only happy.
2: thing I would say is keep an eye on weather Sunday morning. We don't have too many weather games, but this could be one of them. Yeah,
1: um, I have uh, I got I got two guys I want to mention. Uh, one of them is Joe Burrow uh, against uh, the Carolina Panthers at six point six. Uh, Panthers I think are thirtieth or they're twenty eighth. I think DVOA versus the past. Uh, obviously, we've seen in the past what Burrow can do. He had a bit of a down game last week, but two weeks ago he blew up. Uh, I could see something similar happening again. This time he's at home. This time against Carolina. Uh, 6.6 is just too cheap for Burrow, I think. Uh, and then the other guy I have is, is tournament option only, um, going to the opposite side of that Packers game uh, with Jared Goff, home golf, as I call him. Uh, he always seems to play much, much better at home. I gave a stat a couple weeks ago that he's averaging, I think, 26 uh, fancy points per game at home uh, at 5.5. You know, the Packers got a good defense, but I do think that the Lions will have to, you know, keep up with the Packers scoring. So they're going to have to pa- pass the ball a ton. So, Golf at 5.5 is my tournament play. Uh, Pivot off some of the guys we already mentioned. All right, let's move down into the value tier, and I'll I'll go to you first, Gerson, for your value.
3: Well, I only have one, and like I just said, I'm basically going to play two quarterbacks this week. It's going to be Josh Allen and Tua. But I love the Kyler Murray call, but Geno Smith is my value quarterback if I were to play one. Um, Geno is third highest in PFS passes grade at 84.8, third highest in passive rating at 107. I can't believe 107.2. I can't believe that you cut up a foot. guy that's been in the league for ten years and been a backup. And then fifth highest EPA per play at 0.08. Um he's just cheap. He's still cheap. You know? And we saw last week that apparently DK Metcalf needs to take crap and he needs to get carried out in a in a car. But When he freaking tears his patella or whatever it was on his knee, he can come back and play great. I'm like, okay, so you can take a crap, but you you know, it's just funny. Like, he's underpriced and he's going to keep being underpriced, but you know, you don't want to play him because he's Geno Smith, right? But he keeps performing. So, I mean, if you want to get cheaper with him, I mean, there's another cheap value quarterback, but I just, I just rather just play Josh Allen or Fula. Yeah, I, I like that. So
2: I actually have a good lead in here. One of the stats I had in uh, on the roundtable chat was um, EPA per dropback. Right, number one is Patrick Mahomes. Two is Josh Allen. Three is Tua. Four is Jalen Hurts. Five, Geno Smith. Six is my value quarterback this week, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did not look good last week, but he was also playing against Denver, and we know their defense is actually pretty good. But the Raiders are really, really bad. Sorry there, Kirsten. But uh, they have allowed every quarterback to score at least 17 points this season. So at 5,200, that gives you a great floor. Um, I think he is. I'm probably going to pay up to Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I actually think that Trevor Lawrence or the other guy we could talk about are valuable cash game plays, Uh, but I don't don't think I'm going to pay all the way down. But I do think he has some very cheap stacking options that we'll get to later that allow you to build some cheap stacks and then fill in some of the high price guys we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah. I like that call. I looked at him as well at that 5.2 with a pretty good price tag. Um, So I got Justin Fields going up against Miami um, and I have some stats. I actually wrote them up in my fancy pros article. Uh, So the last two games, he's got uh, at least 24 DK points in both those games. Uh, One was against the sixth ranked DVO defense in the Patriots. Other one was against the number one ranked DVO defense in the Dallas Cowboys. This week he gets the 25th ranked DVOA defense in Miami. So if he's putting up 24 points against those two other defenses, he can definitely do it against Miami. Obviously he's doing it with his legs, um, but he has been passing a little bit more as well lately. And I think Fields at 5.3 is going to be a pretty chalky quarterback, but uh, I do still like him. Uh, And and really surprisingly, he's been, uh, you know, if you play fantasy, he's been a a QB one over the last three or four weeks now. He's been putting some good numbers up. So Justin Fields is, is my value quarterback there.
3: He's quarterback A right now in fantasy. He's yeah, kind of crazy. It's I'm crazy. Like, what? Yeah, it's um, crazy. The other thing, I want to add something to that game though. I forgot to mention it earlier on. Um, look out for the weather. Um, wind might be an issue. Um, just I don't flip out about wind until it gets to the gushing of twenty one to twenty miles per hour. That's when I worry because that's when the football actually can be very inaccurate. You know. I mean Tim and I I don't know Jeff oh well, I assume Jeff played football. I mean they might have had those helmets, you know, like the one <laughs> that
1: <laughs> we didn't have helmets in my day. We didn't have helmets in my day. We were pre-leather pre helmets. Yeah. Joel Body was your coach, right? <laughs>
3: I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah I knew look out for the Yep.
1: Yeah, and then there's one last one that I had is kind of a poor man's Justin Fields, is is Marcus Mariota also gets a lot of points with his legs as well. Um, the, uh, the defense for the chargers is good against the pass, but not so good against the run, especially running quarterbacks. So Marcus Mariota has, has done pretty well over the last couple of games. And believe it or not, the Falcons are the, uh, the ninth best efficient team in the red zone, uh, as far as scoring points, uh, which was surprising to me, but, uh, they run the ball a ton and Mariota is the, is the one. And he actually last week had a really good passing game as well, which made him, uh, even look even better. But at 5.3, he's a good pivot off of the chalkier Justin Fields. If you want to go that route. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, Tim, let's go to you first here. What you got for your elite tight ends?
2: Yeah, it's kind of a weird week, right? Because you don't have Kelsey or Andrews on the slate. Like your elite guys are, you know, high 4Ks or the guy I'm going to talk about here, which is Zach Earth, right, at 5.1. I don't know that I'll have a lot of exposure to him outside of my Kyler stacks, but Seattle is the worst team in the league against tight ends, and in the last game, I think he scored 17 points and didn't even have a touchdown. Like, it's just free across the middle against Seattle as a tight end. Uh, if you can pay up for Ertz to get different, I think he gives you great uh, leverage in tournaments because I don't think a lot of people will be paying up a tight end this week. I've already talked that I like that game. I like Kyler Murray. Uh, sneak preview for my stack later.
1: Good stuff. Gerson, who you got?
3: Oh, that remind me. I got to do my stack.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um
3: so, um, yeah, my tight end is uh, Kyle Pate, man. Um, I just can't quit him. It's like that ex-girlfriend that you, like, you can't quit because sex was so good. And you're <laughs> like, oh, man, whatever. I relationship to <laughs> toxic, but the magic is good, you know? But yeah. that's like Kyle. It's like, oh, man, he has great talent, but he sucks. But coming off a of nine-target game a week ago, I mean, that's pretty good, but he, now he faces the Chargers. They ranked 23rd in DVOA against tight end. They also allowed a six-most yard first to tight end position. So I'm going to – that crazy as it sounds, this game is being talked about a lot on a lot of podcasts. It's not like and, uh, no one's talking about it. I've heard mm-hmm. this game talk about so many times. I'm like, okay, all right. I don't know. I'm kind of confused. Like, I want to play it, but then I'm like, they're. The build under the dolphins, you know, yeah, like the ceiling compared to the the ceiling of that game, you know. But yeah. I like Kyle Pitt, he's underpriced uh, 4.1 4.5. 4. 4. 4. 4.5, so yeah, give me Kyle Pitt, and again, like I said, I don't know who I am so. I,
1: I don't I don't know about how. <laughs> uh, so the only other guy that I have in the elite tier is uh, <laughs> Gerald Everett, um, obviously, for the Chargers. I mentioned earlier that there's no Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. Uh, so they got guys like Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter are going to be out there. So Everett will be a good uh, safety blanket for for Herbert, obviously, with Eckler as well. Uh, four point eight is kind of pricey. Uh, you know, on this slate for tight ends, I think we're probably going to be living in the mid tier for the tight ends this week. But, um, if you're paying up that high, four point eight is a pretty decent price. Uh, for Everett going up against Atlanta and the offense that you know is going to be limited with the amount of uh good players it's got on the field. You know, no Keenan and no Mike Mike Williams.
4: Sure.
1: All right, Tim, let's move down into the mid tier.
2: Yeah, uh, this is probably, we'll, we'll talk about another one later, but this is probably my favorite uh, Packer play on the slate that's not named Aaron Rodgers, is Big Bobby Tunyon at 3,800. Uh, even with Alan Lazard coming back, we've seen since Randall Cobb has come out, he's gotten a lot of those kind of traditional slot over the middle passes. Uh, and he's got a consistent target volume over the last few weeks, and of course, he's playing the Detroit Lions this week which are bottom five against the tight end. And as I just mentioned, give up the most yards per game in the league. So he had six targets, four targets. you know, A couple of weeks ago, he had 12 targets. So he provides a ceiling and he's only 3,800. So if you're only going to play one Packer, I would say it should be 10.
1: Yeah, I think I saw on Roto-Grinders, too, that uh, currently, at least, they haven't upgraded their... Uh- Projections in a while, but currently he's the highest owned tight end on the slate at 3,800. So um I don't know what yep. Gerson has with his, but I know uh, that's where Roto Grinders has Tanya as, a, as yeah, the highest. Yeah, he,
3: he's number one. I have him at 14.2%. I need to mention more about ownership. Huh? um Yeah, 14.2%. Good deal.
1: Yeah. All right, Gerson, what you got for your mid tier?
3: Yeah, like Tim said, tight end is very, very ugly this week. Um, speaking of ugly, it's Tyler Higby, man. Um, I've been playing this guy the last couple of weeks, and he's just been like, "Yeah, well, you're not getting anything." So, um, no, Higby be ranked third in target per game at 7.3. Uh, four in ex expected fantasy points per game at twelve point one, but he hasn't produced, right? So, like, what do what have you done for me lately? I don't care, but what I do care about, DraftKings dropped his price so low at thirty seven hundred. That's the lowest he's been all season. So, sign me up for that, and I mean, the lowest he's been since uh. Week 17 last in 2020. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take Higby. With Cooper Cup, I don't think he's hurt. He's just the craziest white boy you'll see that ever played the field in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to go out there. You know, if he is hurt, then Higby will get the target, you know? But I also think Tampa Bay will put a lot of pass rush on Matthew Stafford. So he's going to use Higby as a safe, his safety blanket along with Cooper Cup.
1: All right, I like it. So my my mid tier guy, both Gerson and Tim have him as a value because I had a value that's like way down into the min price. So this guy actually made it to the mid tier for me. But Mr. Evan Ingram, uh he's kinda had a, a career revival here with Jacksonville. He over the last four weeks, he's got at least uh at least six targets in every game. Uh he's had five catches, four catches, four catches. Uh had his first touchdown last week in week eight. Um so I, I do think Evan Ingram with the volume that he's getting in that offense is definitely viable at at thirty three hundred. Um you know, he's not putting up monster numbers like he was in his rookie season that we were all hoping for, but I do think that with the volume he's getting, he's still pretty viable and going up against we mentioned before the Raiders defense, which is not very good. Uh so Evan Ingram. And a good stacking option if you wanted to go with Lawrence as well, like Tim mentioned in the in the quarterback segment.
2: Yeah, he's just too cheap. Just too Great cheap. cash option.
1: Agreed. Uh let's see. We talked about Higby. Oh, you got Hayden Hurst there, Gershon. Talk about him really quick.
3: Um, I don't have too much to say about him other than uh Chase is out basically. And like we saw last week, he, he wasn't Burrow didn't look great, right? Um, the whole team didn't look great. But I think this would be a good uh chance to get him at thirty six hundred. He's he's owned only seven percent and he's getting targets, so four four targets, eight targets, and he's gotten seven targets three more times during the season. You just need one touchdown from him. And you, you'll be hitting value, but I think it's a it's more Carolina Panthers, are an underrated defense. I like to say, and I think they'll put pressure on Burrow, and Burrow will have to pepper Agent Hurt for thirty six hundred. And it's just more of a GPP play, though. Don't frame a cash game for sure.
1: Yeah, and then the one that, one more I had, I just mentioned real quick: K. Doten. Uh, with Cameron Bray already been ruled out against the the Rams at three point one, he's gotten a ton of targets. Whenever he's been the, the main tight end there, uh, he's he's not done a whole lot with it. He's just had the volume and the catches. But the PPR nature of DraftKings gives you a decent floor with that guy. So K dot at three point one. Uh, moving down into the uh, to the value tier, Tim, you got uh, you got one there that I like a lot as well.
2: Yeah, uh, Tyler Conklin, aka Gronklin. The only reason I put him here: two things. One, he was in the million maker lineup last week. Two, he has to play against Buffalo, so we know this is going to be a pass-heavy game script, and you can actually score on Buffalo with the tight end. Uh, but three, I built a lineup I absolutely loved, and I was 100 extra with Evan Ingram, and I pivoted down to him, and I was like, I could see it. And so I think it's one of those things where I think Ingram will be more popular at the same price, and I think he has just as much a likely as end up being the you know best play at
3: that price. I like it. So I just imagine him like, looking at his phone and like, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I'll tell you, the guy last week who thought I could see Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin in this lineup together without Zach Wilson in the Millie Maker won all the money. So, yeah, I don't know if y'all saw the uh, winning Millie Maker lineup, but it was like zero correlation. It was really bad. Oh my God. <laughs> so
3: um, there was a comment on that said that the chalk had hit at a nut rate. Right? Um, I like to read an article on 444.com. Forward, uh, it is premium, but they give the, they review the lineup. Dude, chalk has hit the last three weeks, basically. Yep. And it's usually when I, when I do my uh, 150 builds, I usually like to keep my ownership under 125%. You know, I don't want to be too chalky, but I'm starting to wonder if this is just a thing, but they've also yeah. only got one lineup. The last three weeks i believe so you don't you can be watching that commercial on drafting yeah play jonathan taylor <laughs> well, yeah. you
2: no know, i don't remember. know if you saw last week the dude who won like the 20 max tournaments had the same basic lineup it was first second and third the only thing that was different was the defense
1: oh yeah i did so see he that
2: the 100k the 50k and the 25k so
1: yep, it can be that.
2: done for sure
1: Good stuff. All right, I just had the one last uh, the super punt tight end uh, Brock Wright. Obviously, the the Lions traded away T.J. Hawkinson to the Vikings, so Brock Wright is the uh, Wright is the expected tight end to take over. He's two point five. Uh, I'm not super excited about him, but at two point five, he doesn't got to do a whole lot. Uh, so Brock Wright is kind of the the punt tight end there. If you want to go down super super cheap. All right. So- a comment.
3: There's a comment that Scott's asking, do you think the show is hitting so often because the industry is getting sharper? Yes, but not only that, Um, the industry is also giving a lot of free content now. Everything's free. You almost don't have to pay for anything. This show costs you one hour and 15 minutes of your life. It's free, you know? That's how it just, uh, I think five, six mm-hmm. years ago, this show didn't even exist. Actually, we did exist five years ago, huh?
1: Yeah, six years ago, we did. Well, Five years ago, we had this show.
2: I think there's another reason, and I've heard this talked a little bit about as well, is the, the pricing this year is a little bit off, particularly for running backs. The running backs that are priced around 6000 7000 this year would have been 8000 8, in previous seasons. So I think that even though the uh, pricing is still really tight on running back, I'm sorry, uh, wide receiver, I think they give you a little bit more cushion. Like, for example, Alvin Kamara last week at 7,100. In a previous season, he would have been 8,500 all day. So I think that allowing you to fit in these more optimum lineups has led to the higher uh, projected builds working their way into the office.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Because not only was it, you know, those, those guys you are mentioning being higher priced, but the... The elite guys, you know, we had the Christian McCaffrey's in the ten K, ten point two range. Uh we haven't seen that I don't think at all this year. I think the highest guys have been sort of the eight eight, you know, eight nine, eight eight. I think we had one that was nine thousand. So uh prices yeah. are down a little bit on the elite side, but then it kind of conjuncts everything else in the middle. All right, uh, our sponsor, No House Advantage, is changing the game. Play in Pick'em-style contests for a shot to win 150 k Get the No House Advantage app and use our promo code GF2 to get a deposit match up to $25. Bet up to five player props over and unders for individual matchups across all major sports leagues, including MMA, NASCAR, and PGA. Again, our promo code is GF2. Use it at nohouseadvantage.com or get the app in the App Store and get your first deposit match up to $25. No house advantage. It's not how you play, but where you play. It's time for Running Backs. Running Backs. All right, Tim, uh, we'll start with you here at the top with your, uh, your elite guy here, that guy that I like a lot as well. So I
2: was going to say, we all three had the same top guy, and I think for good reason. I think he's on his own tier this week, and that's, of course, Austin Eckler. If it wasn't for the fact that I didn't want all three of us to put their lock of the week as a running back, I would have had Austin Eckler. I think he's a lock in cash, but I will say that I think there's a decent chance he's not in the optimum tournament lineup. Uh, As I was just talking about a minute ago this year, the optimum lineups have been more balanced. A lot of players in the 6 and 7K range, if you're paying up for Austin Eckler, it doesn't lead you to a lot of optimal uh, ceiling builds as much as it builds an optimal median build. So I think he's a great play in cash, a good play in tournaments, uh, but I don't know that uh, he's going to end up being in the Millie Maker lineup this week.
1: Yeah, okay, good stuff, man. I, I like him a lot. I've actually done a few builds for cash, and I've been trying to cram him in there uh, at 8.8. I think he's he's definitely going to have a, a big week. Lock, lock. lock. it in, in. All right, staying in the elite tier, my lock of the week is uh, is is – Tim's boy, Mr. Aaron Jones, uh, going at Detroit 7.4. Uh, Gerson kind of alluded to it earlier about the Packers wanting to run the ball. I think last week was the first time season Jones has had 20-plus carries. Uh, I think the Packers want to run the ball. Obviously, not only do they want to run the ball, but Jones is also great in the passing game as well. And Detroit's bad against both. You know, they can't stop the pass or the run. So I think Jones is going to have a full, full workload this week at 7.4. I think he has similar ceiling to Eckler. Uh, and obviously, with that offense, everything runs through him. So 7.4 is a steal for Aaron Jones, and he's my lock of the week.
2: Yeah, it's really been sad to watch A.J. Dillon's usage. Like, you know, but I mean, you know, they got, he's not hitting it. You know, he doesn't seem like he has that same burst. So you got to go with Aaron Jones.
1: Agreed. Agreed. All right, we'll move down into the mid tier here. Lock, lock it. it. In. And gerson has got his mid tier guy as the lock of the week.
3: So I'm gonna do a little toast for Travis Etienne, but lock week. week. Here we go, tornado chug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is great for audio, by the way. It's just the silence. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm chugging bear guys. There <laughs> he is. For Travis Etienne, man. Um, I've touted Travis Etienne since like he was a rookie. I think I remember I read Travis Etienne ahead of Najee Harris for a rookie draft in my rookie ranking. And, well, it didn't pay off, obviously, because he got hurt, right? But now we're finally seeing the breakout. It happened the last two weeks, 24. And I wish this was on the main slate, on the, on the main slate, because, you no, know, I'm glad it wasn't on the main slate, because a lot of people, probably this ownership would probably would have been even higher, even though it's the highest on the, on the week. It's at 27 cents. But he had 156 yards, he averaged 6.5 yards per, uh, per carry, and he had a touchdown. The week before that, 114 yards, 8.1 yards per carry, and a touchdown. This guy can receive the ball, too. He's a good, he has a good pass-catching ability. Facing the facing the Las Vegas Raiders, and I hate that you're saying it's RG uh, Raiders. Yeah, well, I know, dude. I know. Trust me. Every Monday I walk into work, there, every, every single, there's one guy that always goes, what happened to the Raiders, bro? I'm like, yeah, well, go fuck yourself. You were, you were a sheath, fan, Like what, last year?
1: That's only but, two, Gerson. That's two. You're, you're cutting down. We only got two F-bombs tonight. You had one earlier, and then that one right there. So you're, you're getting better. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I definitely got asked in a meeting today if the Packers were ever going to win a game. So I feel you on that.
3: But uh, Travis ETN, 6,300. It's just so underpriced, dude. Um, he's projected almost at 19 points for me. So give me ETN with the volume he has. His volume is insane right now. He is getting 80% of the snacks, and 88% of the Jaguars carries, and 11%, 11% target share. Guys, 11% target share, is, think about it as of like half of what um, Eckler is getting. But Eckler, that target share is 22%. That's Ridiculous. crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, hey, so, what do you have his uh, projected ownership at? Because I expect him to be the most, the highest-owned running back.
3: I have him at 27%. Yeah,
2: I was going to say around 30% was what I was expecting. Okay, well, another uh, mid-tier guy I really, really like this week is Ramondre Stevenson. He's taken over this job in New England. Uh, last week we saw Damian Harris come back and, you know, get his touches, but it was still clearly the Ramondre. So. And the great thing about it is they're actually using him a good bit in the passing game which I think is where he gets so much of that value in PPR scoring. So we know Damian Harris is uh, out, or not out, he's uh, sick. He's been out of practice this week. He probably is going to end up playing, but I don't think he's 100%, and I don't think it matters because this is Ramondre's job. He's 6,200. He's averaged over 20 points the last few weeks. I don't see how he doesn't hit that this week. Uh, A lot of people will be playing for, uh, going for ATN for good reasons, so I'm going to pivot down to Ramondre.
1: Good stuff. I like it. Uh, so I'm going to go with um, last week's sort of uh, darling, Mr. Dante Foreman, uh, six thousand versus Cincinnati. Uh, Chuba Hubbard has been officially ruled out, so hit his is backfield once again this week. Uh, a bit of a tougher matchup versus Cincinnati. Their fifteenth DBA versus the run, uh, but Foreman is kind of a poor man's Derrick Henry. The way he runs, I mean, he's just a he's just a beast. Um, there's a couple, of, you know, runs last last week where he, I thought he was.
3: Don't offend Derrick Henry like
1: that. <laughs> I said a poor man's Derrick Henry. Did you see the run where he literally got stood up behind the line and then just drove the guy into the end zone? Just basically carried him into the end zone. Uh, I mean, he worked,
2: you know, He obviously backed him up for a while, so I'm sure he learned a little bit of that style.
1: That's true. Uh, but yeah, six thousand, I think, is still too cheap for him. Uh, you know, it's not a great offense. They're not going to score a ton of points. But I do think if they get in close, it'll be Dante Foreman getting those carries. So at six K, I still like him. Uh, so we got tons of mid-tiers, so we'll go back through one more time, Gerson. Give me another one of your mid-tier r- running backs.
3: Um, I'm going to go... I'm not going to go with the Raiders guy, because I don't want to talk about the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go with Kenneth the Menace Walker. I mean, he wasn't so menaced last week, but I mean, he did break out a 20-yard uh, uh, touchdown, and that's what's crazy about him. I mean, I have so many stats on him, it's just insane. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> but... He's eighth in fantasy points per game at twenty points per game. Uh, Walker has, post, has posted the third most explosive play at eleven percent. That's eighth best. He uh, has the hold no. He had the eighth best PFF rushing grade at eighty three percent, eighty three point two. I mean, those are some godly numbers. And he had twenty one point seven touches, one hundred and nine yards, one point three touchdowns over his first three NFL starts. And guess what? He already played this team once. So. I had Arizona Cardinals, so I'm going to go right back to him. He's underpriced, played the Arizona Cardinals. He got 97 yards and a touchdown, and he got 21 touches. So I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Kenneth Walker. I'm pretty sure he's going to be my highest exposed running back this week, and he's wow. coming at 60% owned. Um if you think wow, right now, Tim, if you saw what he was projected for me right now, you, <laughs> I am at a twenty-one point six three. Wow! So good stuff. I'm really high on him this week, so I'm just just a gut call. I think Kenneth Walker. Like, I don't know, man. His price is just still so underpriced. These mid-tier players are insane, man. Yeah, they definitely yeah. are. Real yeah, quick, that's what on-
2: I was gonna say about Josh Jacobs is I like Josh Jacobs this week, but I mean there are so many good plays in the mid-range, and then Aaron Jones has hundred more. You know, I would argue that Jacksonville is not a great defense, but they're a better defense than any of those we talked about. So I like Josh Jacobs a lot this week, mainly as a pivot. Uh, but I don't know that how you can play him when you have so many, especially in cash, when you have so many better options.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Walker, did y'all see that video? It may have been actually two weeks ago at this point where uh, DK Metcalf was running a corner out and he was being man to man. It was actually a running play, and Metcalf runs out the corner route and then jumps, like he's going to catch the pass, and the DB's defending the pass. In the meantime, uh, Walker's right behind him, scoring a touchdown. He had no clue. It was an awesome video. If you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll link you in the chat when we're done here. But yeah, was,
3: yeah I'd, be, I would, I'd love to check that out.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, all right, so let's just mention the last couple guys that we had. You, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. You had him in your mid-tier. Uh, Joe Mixon we also had in the mid-tier. Uh, and then we talked about Ramondre. So let's go ahead and move down into the value tier, Tim. and what you got in the value.
2: It's a hard week for value, uh, like we talked about. There are so many good plays in the mid-range. If you're playing a value, um, you know, it's probably not optimal. But I'm going to go with uh, a little a little off the board here. I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. Uh, with J.D. McKissick being ruled out, he's finally getting the usage that we think he should get. You know, Brian Robinson more in that Mark Ingram role, and he like a poor man's Alvin Kamara. So. If he's going to be getting seven targets a game and, you know, 10, 12 rushes a game, he's going to pay off at 5,500. Uh, with McKissick out, I think he gets more usage in the passing game. So I think he's the only running back under 6K that I think really has that GPP winning upside that I'm looking for.
1: Nice. I like it. So Gersh- did not
2: know
3: that J.D. McKissick was that one. that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> So, Gerson,
1: me and you have the same value.
3: That's why
2: you tune in on the Friday night show, because we get the latest
3: news.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gerson, what you got in your value tier? We have the same guy, so go ahead and talk about him.
3: Yeah, I keep on getting this guy confused with Dante Jackson. I don't know why I keep doing that, but his name is Dion Jackson. I mean, uh, Deion Jackson plays for the Indianapolis Colts, in case anybody listening, you don't know who he is. But he's 5.2K. Um, is it coach? Rice, or Rich, what is it? What's the name That's of the coach? Frank Wright. Frank Wright. He said that this week is, this is the week for Dion Jackson to be the guy. Coach, aren't sure if Zach Moss is ready to make a contribution. So, in case you didn't know, Naheem Hine got traded. Jonathan Taylor is out. So, yeah. Freaking shot. Scott. Chat roll. All right, guys. Um, in his first two games this season without Johnson Taylor, where Hines was either limited or out, he had 12 points 12-point 12 carries per game, 7 targets per game, and 20 fantasy points per game. That would rank him 12th and 2nd and 2nd best amongst uh, this slate eligible. So Jackson's running back 31 tries right now, so it's kind of crazy how cheap he is, and I think I don't think he's going to be highly owned at all because of all the other plays. But if it allows me to get Tyreek Hill and Austin Eckler in the same lineup, that's where I'm going to do, dude. Yeah. To get Deion Jackson, I mean, what, what's the worst case scenario for him? He gets you 12 points. He gets you 10 points. Okay, but Austin Eckler and Tyreek just got you 60 points combined. You know. Yep. You know that's why I, I, you have to be. You have to stay somewhere. I mean. We're talking about the a player that I might say save, save a lot of money
1: at. Wide receiver, basically. Yeah, Deion Jackson, I like him a lot, too. I actually wrote him up in my Fantasy Pros article, and, and I was talking about him a little bit in one of my DFS chats, and they were saying, well, the Patriots are a tough defense. They give up the second-fewest fantasy points to running backs. Uh, but my counter to that was, one, the Patriots also give up the ninth-most uh, receiving yards to running backs. And in week six, he had 10 catches. So I think this guy's definitely a receiving back. Not to mention, the only other active running back on the roster currently is uh, Zach Moss, who's been there all of like 10 seconds. So I think Deion Jackson is going to get like 90% of the snaps because who else do they really have to even put back there? So just based on volume alone and the fact that they're probably going to be passing a lot to him, I think he's definitely an excellent play at 5.2. Yep. Uh, the only other guy I had in my, my value tier before we moved to receivers is Tyler Algier. And I just heard that uh, Cordell Patterson could be cleared before the start of this game. So if, he, if he's in, Algier is out. But Algier is getting a ton of volume. The Chargers defense uh, against the Bronze, not very good, 5.4. He's not very efficient, but he is getting the volume at 5.4. Uh, I don't love that call, but if you want to pivot off some of the other chalk guys that we mentioned, uh, as long as Patterson is not playing, I do like Algier this week as well. All right, let's get to the Man, receiver. It would just
2: be crazy if Patterson ended up breaking the slate, right? Like yeah. while we're on this subject, he comes back on Sunday, they're like, Oh, we're gonna see how he does with the knee, and then they give him twenty
3: carries.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like,
3: how you good Jeff. You spoke and Jeff like went to go past the bar he's like, Oh shit.
1: Yeah, this time I didn't I didn't cut him off this time.
3: <laughs> All Thank right. you, sir. Let's
1: go ahead and hit it now. And now, wide receivers.
3: Receivers. All
1: right, Gerson, kicking off the elite tier here. Go, who, who you got in your elite tier?
3: Yeah, I mean, my elite tier. Um, sorry, uh, it's Tyreek Hill. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the shock. I mean, not Tyreek Hill. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry. So <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. I didn't see that, Tim. Sorry, buddy. Uh, okay. Great. <laughs> anyway, so DeAndre Hawkins to me. Sorry, I was reading the shot and then I kind of got distracted a little bit. DeAndre Hawkins has been the Cardinals' entire offense the last two weeks. That's the end, man. Like, it, before before that, I mean, that offense on the wide receiver was so like, you were just juggling them, you know? Yeah, uh, Greg Doors. I remember when someone said, like, the torch for Dorse. <laughs> yeah. Well, that torch's been lit, been, been out for a while now. Um, but like Haskin, he has the tribe targets. has
2: spoken on Greg Dort, okay?
3: yes. <laughs> uh, uh With more than 10 targets, he leads the NFL in targets per route at 0. 36, 0. 0.36 points while ranking second in target at 38%. 38%. That's insane, insane dude. Uh, and second in first uh, reach uh, at 48%, only behind Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it's insane. I even took my stat. <laughs>
1: all, okay, right. Let's all right all right let's go i'm gonna hit the drop down and i'm gonna explain why gerson uh... <laughs> Lock
4: Lock it
1: in. so a uh, peek behind the curtain here we put our locks of the week in a yellow highlighter on the, on the sheet uh and tim has tyree oh, Hill. Oh, Has Tyreek Hill written written in there with a a highlighter and Gerson goes, I I got Tyreek Hill in my elite tier. Oh, wait, (laughs) Tim's got him as his lock of the week.
2: (laughs) I sure do. It's Tyree Kill. And this is uh, one of the crazy things when I was doing my research this week is he's showing up as a value for me at 8,500. But his target volume has been insane. And as Gerson just stated, he's number one over the last few weeks in terms of first read at over fifty-two percent. So more than half the time. When Tua is dropping back, he's looking up, finding Tyreek Hill, which, I mean, should be the way that it is, but, I mean, that's just insane. Uh, He said, and at 8,500, I think he's still too cheap, right? I think he should be over 9,000. Obviously, the matchup with the Bears is why he's priced down, but we've seen that they're not excellent. They had a pretty, gave up a pretty decent game to CeeDee Lamb, gave up a really good game to Justin Jefferson, and he's certainly, you know, on on that level, right? He's better than CeeDee Lamb, so, I mean... I don't see how he doesn't absolutely smash against Chicago. They just traded away, arguably, their two best defensive players. So, I mean, it just seems like they're ready to pack it in, and he's just going to score, you know, 40 DraftKings points again, and you're going to either have Tyreek or or not win. So just go ahead and lock in Tyreek Hill.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, the only other guy that we have in elite tier, uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, it is a tough matchup on paper. Uh, I think the Jets are eighth DVOA versus the pass. Uh, but this is Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. It doesn't matter who's back there. They can have the Bears' uh, 86 defense back there, and they're still probably going to tear him up. Uh, so at eight point, I'm sorry, yeah, eight point four versus the Jets. Uh, I, I like Diggs a lot this week, especially the stacking options. Very expensive with Josh Allen, but if you can make it work with some of those value guys we've mentioned, I do like uh, I like that stack this week. All right, let's move uh, down into the uh, to the mid tier, and I'll go to you first this time, Tim.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the sun god of Monroe St. Brown. Uh, we saw last week was his first real game back, uh, but I think that he is a perfect matchup against the Green Bay Packers. He runs the majority of his routes out the slot, which means he'll be matched up against Rasul Douglas. He'll avoid Jair Alexander. And I think this is a game where you talked about it. It's going to be golf at home. They're going to get behind and they're going to have to throw the ball, you know, probably 40 times. And his price has come down to 6,600. You remember when he scored 40 and broke the slate, he was at 6,500. So it feels like he's in a similar spot where he could score the 30 DraftKings points or whatever that you need to win a tournament at only 6,600.
1: Yeah, I like that call. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my guy real quick just uh, because I have some stats on that I wanted to get to. But uh, this guy last week goes on the road, right? I think he was 6,000 last week. He goes on the road. He puts up uh, six receptions, 113 yards. And inexplicably, the 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 DraftKings people decided to lower his price versus a worse defense at home, and that's Terry McLaurin at five point nine. He was six thousand last week versus the Colts on the road. He's five point nine versus the Vikings this week. Uh, we've seen Heineke just targets the hell out of him, and uh, you know, as a as a you know someone that's going to a receiver, that's what you want from your quarterback. Even when he's covered, he throws him the ball, and McLaurin's been coming through for him. So at five point nine versus the the Vikings. Uh, I like McLaurin a lot this week. Uh, Gerson, who you got in your mid-tier?
3: Um, so, basically, I have Chris Godwin. Sorry. Um, I, I really thought Terry McLaurin was a mid-tier player for me, but...
1: That's where we're at. We're, um, in the, we're in the mid-tier. I I didn't have any elite tier left. I said Stefan Diggs, and then I went down to the mid-tier.
3: Oh, I have him as a value that's why. That's what I meant. Um, the mid-tier, Chris Godwin... Um, I can't tell you how many times I've touted Chris Godwin, but when I do tout him, he hits. So I'm happy. <laughs> and this week is a Chris Godwin week. He's 6.2K. Um, he's seen double-digit targets in every game except for one. He's earning uh, an average of 10 and 10.4 targets in that in a five-game sample. The Bucks are still one of the heaviest passing offense in the league. Uh, they rank fourth in, pass- in passes attempt. Um, Tom Brady, I think maybe this is just me being a Tom Brady, like big fan. Like Everybody knows if you know me off the stream, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I love great players like Tom Brady, LeBron James, uh, Jeff Lambert, you know, <laughs> um, but Tom Brady spent time with his family. Maybe he'll get motivated again. You know, when Halloween took a treating, maybe he will realize, dude, this is not the end. Let's go. Let's fucking go. You know, I had a, Sorry, I will pay for that. (laughs) I will donate. But Tom Brady, I think he's going to, from here on, he's going to be Tom Brady. And I'm going to have a lot of Chris Godwin. I don't know how much because he is 5.2K, I mean 6.2K. But if Tom Brady is going to pass the ball, I think he's passed it now over 40 times, like what, five games in a row now?
1: Yeah, he's been passing a ton.
3: But he's one of the heaviest passing offense, obviously. But I think – I'm shocked. I'm shocked at the ownership of of, uh, Godwin, too, because I didn't expect it to be this this low. He's only at 12%. I thought he was going to be like 20 to 21. Yeah, much higher. But at 13%, uh, 12% against the Los Angeles Rams. Dude, what's his name? Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Ramsey's not going to be on him. Nope. He can be on Mike Evans, and even even if even if Godwin went on uh, even Ramsey went on Godwin, I'll take that because I don't think Ramsey is a great cornerback. He 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 can cover you, but the thing is, he's like uh dig, he'll make plays. You know, playmaker. Yeah. But uh, give us Godwin, three point two k, too cheap. uh, I'm gonna have a lot of exposure to him, and I think it's a good pivot from the other guys that were in those mid tiers. Yeah, Yeah. uh,
2: and just to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh. Chris Godwin was going to be Jeff's lock of the week before he moved into Aaron Jones. So just to let you know, we are all in on Chris Godwin as a show.
1: Yep. I was just going to say the same thing that pre-show, we were trying to decide who should our locks of the week be. And I was going to go Chris Godwin so you can go Eckler, but last minute we decided to flip that a little bit. So uh, yeah, Godwin at 6.2. I, I, I love Godwin this week. Uh, we got oh. tons of mid tiers. So let's go back to you, Tim. Give us another one of your mid tiers.
2: Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about DJ Moore. Uh, I mean, DJ Moore, since Christian McCaffrey has been gone, has just gotten an absolutely insane target share with DJ Walker, and that's not going to stop this week against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati can be beat with the pass a little bit. Uh, and I think, th- th- I mean, it's just really this is a volume play, like more than anything. At 5,800 for the volume he's going to see, he's just too cheap, in my opinion. Uh, and we know that they just lost to Adobe which was their best corner. So he's mostly going to be matched up against, like, Eli Apple, which we know is just burnt, you know, I almost said burnt fucking toast. So, you know, I mean, it really, it is what it is, right? There's nobody on the Cincinnati defense that can match up with him at this point, plus the volume, 5,800. He's just a great player.
1: Yeah, one thing I want to talk about too is that pass last week. I know the catch was great, but that PJ Walker pass was very Mahomes-esque. I mean, that was like yeah. 60 yards in the air on a yeah. you know on the spot over two DBs. It was just beautiful. So yeah, DJ Moore definitely at 5.8 is, is one of my favorite plays as well. Uh Gerson, give us one more of your mid-tiers before we get down to the values.
3: Um you well, we both took a lot of my mid-tiers. Um, but uh, let's just go with Josh Palmer. Uh, Josh Palmer is basically the free square this week, uh, yeah. like value. Um, he's going to get peppered with so much target. No Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. And um, it's just, to me, it, they're going to pass the ball against the Atlanta Falcons. Like I said earlier on, a lot of people are touting this game. I think they're touting it more because of the value that's in this game. You play Austin Eckler, he's going to get all the volume. And you play Josh Palmer. I mean, he is getting a pretty good amount of backing. I mean, a good amount of points when they're out. I man, I just had it. But the matchup is great. Um, they allow the second highest yards per average uh, against wide receivers, and I'm gonna get probably close to like thirty to forty percent Josh Palmer for value. Yeah. Um, I do love the DJ Moore and Terry McCorn. I'm gonna try to probably create a group with those three guys. Yeah. Try to rotate them out, man. Those are such good value. I love the Terry McQuinn call. I mean, I it was ridiculous, like what you said, Jeff. They lowered his price. Yeah, it's insane.
1: In uh, I don't get it. Uh, so, yeah, let I me mean, mention a couple of guys that were in the mid-tier that we didn't talk about. T. Higgins, Jalen okay. Waddell, uh, and then Gabe Davis. Tim had Gabe Davis uh, on there as well at 6900 Um, I had Palmer in my value tier. Tim, you have one guy in your value tier that we don't need neither me nor Gerson has.
2: Yeah, Palmer's the clear value play this week, like Gerson said. His uh, When Keenan Allen has been out, and now Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both out, uh, he saw 12 targets in his last game against Denver. Just insane volume for somebody at 5,100. So, again, we talked about it. Value is very hard to come by this week. And if you're going to pay up for your Austin Ecklers and your Tyree Kills, you got to find value somewhere. And I'm going to go all the way down to 4,000 and play Khalif Raymond. Uh he, he is a former sit call. You guys know I love touting former sit calls, who's actually gotten pretty decent volume the last few weeks for the Detroit Lions. And then now TJ Hawkinson is gone. Uh and so he's gonna get even more volume. But if you look at this last week, four uh three catches, seventy-six yards, before that, five for seventy-five. He's had seven targets, six targets, five targets. It's not like he's getting no targets. He's only four K. Yeah, and Josh so Reynolds is really awesome.
1: Josh Reynolds was also out. So. Doubtful, yeah.
2: Is he out? I he's know a, he's doubtful, he's yeah. So, I mean, it's a situation where he, he's looking at a high a decent you know, projected target volume at 4,000 in a game like we've already talked about where they're expected to be from behind. Yeah. So the majority of the volume will go to a Monroe St. Brown rider. Uh, but, you know, Swiftie's probably not going to play either. And if he does play, he's going to be very limited. So I think that Raymond could easily see seven, eight, nine
3: targets at 4K that's just too cheap.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, the only uh, other. I... Go ahead, Grayson. What are you gonna say? All
3: right, this is gonna sound crazy. It's out of it's random as fuck, but we're on value. All right, he just got traded. He's going to a good game environment. Chase Claypool at forty eight hundred.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, that could be like a great cheap because Chase Claypool passed, just had a passing touchdown. I mean, yeah. it could be like, hey, dude, like you can do this, you can do that. Help Justin Field just throw the ball like 80 yards, Let's see if he can catch it. Yeah, I think, yeah, welcome the,
2: to the team touchdown, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, put a little narrative not throw, behind it. I just throw some crazy stuff out there, you know, GPP play only though.
2: Yeah, well, the one. I'll tell you, if you want to get different in your Tua Tyreek stacks, man, it would be bringing it back with Chase Claypool. Yeah.
3: The other thing is, like, I don't even know that. I haven't even looked, but the draft team has that alert at the top that says, if this player is in your roster, he's not going to get points. I did. No. No,
2: they changed it over. He will earn points.
3: Yep. They will. Uh, same
2: thing with Hopkinson and pretty much all the traded players this week are eligible to accrue points. Yep. Well, I guess we probably should have mentioned that at the top of the show, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I have one value that's a pivot off of Palmer, and that's DeAndre Carter at four point three. Obviously, in this same game, obviously, uh, we've seen some rapport with uh, Herbert and him. Uh, I think it was like, week two or week three when we all thought Palmer would be the guy, and then it ended up being it ended up being Carter. Uh, so you could save seven thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars, actually, off of of Palmer and get Carter in there if you want it at four point three. Still a great matchup. Uh, I think those. Yeah, 800 less. Yeah, I figured he was in that range somewhere. So, yeah, th- that's my my other value. And then Gerson uh, also has Christian Kirk there, um, but we're going to go ahead and move into the defenses now. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, go ahead and kick us off here with the defenses.
2: Yeah, Gerson talked about it earlier. The chalk defense this week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they get a matchup against the Los Angeles Rams, who have been uh, just terrible. We've targeted them every single week uh, for defense because they give up so many sacks, right? That offensive line has just completely fallen apart. I think they're a $4,000 defense that's priced at 3 k this week. The Buccaneers know they have to bounce back. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons are leading that division right now, so it's clearly wide open. I think this is where they get back on track, and that starts with the defense at 3K. If you can't afford the 3K, this is uh, Jeff. We're going to go with your team here, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we-, we talked about this. Uh, depending on what you're looking at, over the last month, they have been the number one BVOA team in the league. So we talked at the top of the show that we think this could be a shootout, but you want to get away from that. Play the
1: Seattle defense. Yeah, I actually got into a, a debate in one of my DFS chats with a guy I respect, and he was, you know, saying, "Don't play Seattle. Don't play Seattle." But so they—they they have the, the the league's highest uh, forced fumbles. They have the league's highest fumble recoveries uh, over the last, I think, three weeks. They have, I think, fourteen sacks. Um, you know, a lot of stats that that you know you don't think of when you think of Seattle as a bad defense. I think they give up a ton of points. Ton of yards, but they get turnovers and they get sacks, which is what you really want with your defense. Uh, I think even a week that they gave up 45 points, I believe it was to Detroit, uh, they still had seven points, which you know at their value it's at 2.5 would still get you a, get you a two-time value. So uh, I like Seattle this week at, at 2.5 as well. Uh, and Kyler Murray over the last three weeks has been the most sacked quarterback, so that also goes into play with uh, the Seattle getting sacks as Kyler Murray's holding the ball and trying to do too much and taking sacks. Gerson, you got defense you want to talk about?
3: Yeah, I mean, I love the buck call for sure. Um, I think I'm going to – I feel like this is a, a thing. Um, play whoever's playing Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I say this every week. Ooh, and it so worked good. out. I mean, last like, Every week, it works out, man. Like, that wasn't just horrible, man. I mean, the Bills defense might be overpriced, though, at 4300 But yeah. I think it's a defense. Like, if you can find that those cheaper quarterbacks, like, I don't know. Um, Mariota. Yeah. You know. Justin Fields. You can pay up for defense, you know. Go get Bills defense. Because I think this defense is probably the only defense on the week that had a 20-point a upside, you know. They can get a couple Yeah. Of- I believe, I believe for just White is back, if I'm correct.
2: He should, yeah, he's going to be back for this game, yeah. So, um,
3: I mean, they have a chance. I mean, I can't believe they keep rolling out Zach Rosen, man.
1: <laughs> Tim, you got one more defense uh, that I also like there, too, Carolina. Talk about them a little bit.
2: Yeah, Carolina's like a last resort, right? Like, if you if you get to a point where you have a lineup and you like every single other spot – and you just can't afford the extra 200 for Seattle, I think Carolina could get you positive points, right? Like, I think there's a good chance if you play the Jets at 2K, they could get you negative points this week. So I never advocate for a defense that could get you negative points. But I think Seattle, or sorry, uh, Carolina, for only 300 more, could get you six or seven points, and that 200 you save from Seattle to move to another player could end up making the rest of your lineup better. So I always say, if you've come down, you love every other spot. Defense is so highly variant. Pivot at defense, save a couple hundred, make sure every other spot fits.
1: Yep, I like it. All right, let's get to our stacks. Going for com's weekly stack report. All right, Tim, we'll go to you first. Give us uh, your stack of the week.
2: Yeah, I kind of gave it away at the top of the show. Uh, I'm going to go with the Yeti Express this week and tail on Mr. Kyler Murray. I've told y'all before, uh, it, this is, I'm not usually a Kyler fan, but this is when one of those kind of puzzle pieces fit together. Uh, we talked about Seattle's defense has been better, but this sets up is such a good spot for Kyler. Uh, Hopkins is just playing out of his mind. We talked about Ertz is a great play because of defense. And uh, I'm going to go with Gerson's guy, Kenneth Walker, uh, AKA Kenneth the minute uh, coming back on the other side as my, uh, my bring
1: back. I like it. I like it. Uh, Gerson, what you got for your stack?
3: I just typed it in. Calm down. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, both. I mean, <laughs> up didn't I? <laughs> cool. let me, let me, you got
1: Tyreek as your quarterback? That's interesting.
3: <laughs> yeah, that that be, would be a call. That'd be an expensive stack. Oh, uh, <laughs> so it's uh, Tua, Waddle, Tyreek, and Mooney. I honestly thought about Claypool, but I was like, that's just getting too cute. Because they're almost the same price, basically. Yeah. But one of them really to offer Uh Yeah, I mean, I talked about this team, the whole, get the whole slate. I mean, I said I'm going to be on two, on two teams, basically. It's going to be the Bills and the Dolphins. And I think this stack, that's the way it's going to get cheap with Mooney. He's only 4800 yeah. So give me that stack. And, again, I... Cannot say this enough. Watch the weather. Because if it's too windy, I'm going to be off that game. Yeah. Good call. Good call.
1: Uh, I had a crazy stat that I gave on Wednesday. Do you all know who the uh, the seventh leading rusher in the NFL is right now? It's Khalil Herbert. Would you have ever guessed that in a million years? I mean, Khalil Herbert's like the backup running back on his own team, but yet he's the seventh leading rusher on his, uh, in the NFL right now, which is pretty crazy to think about.
3: Isn't, isn't Matt Jones like the top eight rusher? Is what? Daniel Jones, isn't he like a top top 10-8 rusher? he
1: is. He's up there as well. He got more rushing yards than Najee Harris and more rushing touchdowns, too, for that matter. It's kind of crazy. All right, so my, my stack this week uh, is Justin Herbert, uh, Austin Eckler, and then you got to have Palmer in there for the cheap, you know, the cheap uh, ability there to fit those two guys in. And then bringing it back with Pitts, uh, as Gersten kind of mentioned earlier with the ex-girlfriend metaphor, uh, just keep going back to her. It's toxic, but we just keep going back. So let's hope we get the, the good one this time. So uh, Kyle Pitts is my bring back. All right. This let's, let's is great. <laughs> All right, let's close it out.
3: And now... The sick call of the week.
1: All right, Gerson, we'll go to you first here, because your, your sick call is sort of the guy that you would play if if my cheap tight end doesn't play. Uh, he's a questionable at the moment. So talk about your guy.
3: I can almost assure you that, like, probably only 10% of the audience know who this guy is. And that's me, you, and Tim probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, James Mitchell, man. So, Brock Wright was supposed to be the guy uh, to take over the tight end position for TJ Hawkinson's trade. No, they went and said basically that they, they're they going to get a good look at James Mitchell with TJ Hawkinson on. And the reason why, well, they drafted him as a fifth-rounder. Um, this guy was an athlete, man. He was actually converted into a tight end. He was like more of a, uh, what do you call it? They call it when they recruit you, it's, like, all-around athletes, like, ATH or something like that. I don't know what they call it. I I, I just remember seeing it in, like, NCAA video games. Yeah. O-W, offensive, yeah,
2: offensive Weapon. Yeah, I was going to say
3: Offensive Weapon. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, exactly. And, and shout-out to NCAA for bringing back that game, dude. I'm so fucking pumped, dude. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to call, I'm I'm going to tell my work, I need two days off. I'm out. Pete. you know? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this guy James Mitchell, 2500 He's cheap. Hey guys, I'm not telling you he's gonna get you 20 points. I'm not telling you he's gonna get you 15 points. I'm not telling you he's gonna get you 10 points. But he might get you 8 points. You know, um, this game, if it goes the way Tim wants it to go, go pack go. Then maybe he'll get you those 8 points. But dude, 2500 in like on a slate like yeah. we're tied in is so ugly. Why not just punt it? Why not?
1: Yep, I like it. All right, Sam, what you got for your, uh, your sick call?
2: So I, I told you in the pre-show that every week, you know, we're filling out our sheet and I'm going into my values last week and I put Tanner Hudson as a value. And I'm like, man, he should have been my sick call. He ended up hitting value this week. I had this guy listed as a value. And I'm like, you know what? He's going to be my sick call this week. And that's Demir Bird for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this. So we, this is kind of one of those puzzle pieces fits together kind of things. Atlanta runs the ball basically more than any other team in the league, other than Chicago, right? But what they do is they set up play action at least a couple times for him every single game. And the last two games in a row, he's had a deep touchdown. Who gives up a ton of deep touchdowns? The Los Angeles Chargers. So we expect them to be playing from behind in this game. And like I said, last two weeks, he's had a 47-yard touchdown, a 75-yard touchdown. If you're looking for a low-owned bring back in your Herbert stacks. So Ford, uh Austin Eckler, a four Tyreek Hill, Damir Bird, 3,500. I think he's going to hit again this week.
1: I like it. And he's one of those players that he can literally hit it on one play. You know, if he hits that 50, 60-yard touchdown, that's it. Absolutely. He's done. Yep. And after that, it's just gravy. Yep, <laughs> exactly. All right, so I'm sticking with receivers as well. I'm going with a guy that uh, sort of showed up a little bit last week, and I saw a lot of this game, and they had a, a narrative that uh, P.J. Walker, his quarterback – uh, had talked about how well he'd been doing in practice, and he wanted to get him involved in the game. Uh, he did just that. He gave him nine targets. That's Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, he had nine targets, four catches. He actually came really, really close to catching a touchdown last week, uh, which would have really put his uh, his value up there. But I do think that P.J. Walker and him have a connection, uh, and he keeps targeting him at 3.9. I do think that uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. got a chance to do something special this week. So uh, he is he is my sick call of the week at 3.9.
3: Gerson, you for got a big smile thought, on
1: your face. What are you, you going to say?
3: For a second, I thought you said, me and Terrence you have a connection. I'm like, wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, hurt.
1: I called him up. I'm like, yo, what are you doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, that wraps up the show. Let's go around the room. Uh, give us your Twitter handle and uh, obviously plug the, the Facebook page. We'll go to you first, Gerson. Uh,
3: yeah, you can find me at the DFS. Actually, you can find more Tim stuff. His stuff is freaking hot fire. You're like... I like I told you guys before, but I like just spend my half hour lunch usually on Wednesday or Thursday just reading that whole thing, digesting it. It's like some incredible knowledge, and it's free. Like it's free. Uh, the DFS Roundtable. You can find me usually on the Sunday show, but this Sunday I will not be there. I am um, actually taking the week the week off on the Sunday show. Um, I don't know if they're gonna replace me or not. Um, I don't know. Jeff is the one in charge. So, <laughs> but um, I will put, uh, I will put all my plays on Twitter. So I'm not very active on Twitter, but I will be active this Sunday for you guys. Um, make, sure to, make
1: sure to make sure to tag me, and then I'll, I'll make sure to retweet it.
3: Sounds good, man. But yeah, you can find me there.
1: All right, Tim, what you got?
3: yeah so as gerson
2: mentioned you got to get in the dfs roundtable group on facebook that's where i do my weekly thread i put all of my graphs and info it gets me ready for the show in the week and then of course uh you can find me on twitter at ketoDFS.
1: dfs good stuff as always guys you can find me on twitter at jeff lambert 77 and to answer gerson's question unfortunately we will not be replacing gerson in the dfs segment this week we um Couldn't find anybody that knows DFS well enough to to take over that segment. But uh, some exciting news is Gladys, who used to host the show for the past two years, is coming back to host the next two weeks. Uh, So she will be hosting this week. Uh, Jamie and Ben will also be there. We might have a special guest showing up as well. Must
2: listen. Must listen if Gladys is back.
1: Definitely. Definitely. All right, fellas. uh, Good luck this weekend. And, uh, yeah, uh, for Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff. And we will see you all next week.
2: Go Pack Go!